Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us here on another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. Stop, look, and listen. I am one of your hosts, Dan Conroy. And stop, drop, and roll. I am DJ Bobby O'Rourke this time. DJ Bobby O'Rourke. Etc. He only does sandstorm. But stop the music because we've got one more DJ to introduce to you, Ding Dongs, today. You guys are lucky that you are getting guest friends on the pod back and forth like there's no tomorrow. And Bobby, how grateful are we to have a friend here today? If I'm anything like Randy Newman in most of his songs, it's pretty darn grateful. I've got a friend in in here. And if I was Randy Newman, I would say out loud, short people have no reason to let... No, I don't mean we that. We can't. No, we, we have so few. No. We can't alienate any audience group with, with that kind of language. And also the of the three of us currently here, I am the shortest by a long shot. So that was more of a dig at me. But not with our very tall friend who is not only a dear friend to us and an amazing artist, he is also co-host of the incredible podcast, along with our dear friend Keith St. Lawrence, Take Us to the Pilot, an amazing podcast that is currently available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Laserdisc, Made of Wood, anywhere you can find it. Please give a warm round of applause for our friend J.J. Focaraccio! J.J., welcome! I love L.A. Good to be here, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love L.A. too. Maybe not as much as him. I, I don't think, know if I actually love L.A. I think that's the only other Randy Newman song I can think of on the spot. So, uh, you know, that was a close call. I'm trying to remember. There was one about a redneck. There was like some... He, I don't, he's I, got the I one don't... from one of the Meet the Parents slash Fockers movies. Like, we're going to get married. The rest of the lyrics. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then what was the... There was another one in the credits of Meet the Fockers, which I rewatched not too long ago. <laughs> Why do you guys know so much about Meet the Fockers? Dan, this is our podcast. We're trying to record something here. Okay, sorry, sorry. I mean, I watch it every day, so it's crazy that I can't remember the song <laughs> at the end. Every morning. Because it's a good, if I remember correctly, it's kind of like a Scorsese film. It's about three and a half hours. So you got to get up at like five before you get your day started. And, you know, a cup of coffee and the Fockers. That's how you start your day. It is a very comforting movie from the mid 2000s that revitalized Barbara Streisand's career. Except mm. I don't think it actually did. I wouldn't agree with that at all, but I appreciate your sentiment. I think it briefly shocked her nervous system of a career back into life and then it sort of went, yeah. went backwards too. But it's nothing compared to Killers of the Falker Moon. That's, I think that is the best in, oh, in the series. Oh. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Meet the Fockers, but only because nothing could ever be better than... Wait, what did I, what did I just say? <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Killers of the I think I screwed that up. I think I meant to say I've never seen Little Fockers. uh, Little Fockers is the third one. Meet the Fockers is the the Empire Strikes Back of the... I literally said for a second, I watch it every day. And then two seconds later, I said I've never seen it. So I I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You just can't keep your story straight, can you, JJ? I mean, I would say yes. Like, Meet the Parents obviously is a new hope. But then it really goes into like, Meet the Fockers feels like if Jar Jar Binks got his own movie. And it was just called... Misa liking this, the Jar Jar Binks story. I mean, th- those those movies are from a time where we thought, you know, Ben Stiller, he's such a nice guy, but what if everything horrible happened to him and everyone just got mad That's, at him for yeah. no reason? 
that's comedy. He was hilarious for that to happen to. Whereas his father, Jerry Stiller, was a curmudgeon who felt like everybody was against him, but nobody was. Ben Stiller had to be the one that was like, oh, I guess this is happening to me now. And it's like always, there's always a sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like his whole life is just filled with friction. Like it's never meant to go well. Was that what the Ben Stiller show was all about? I know it was like a sketch comedy show, but... Was it just like Ben Stiller having a rough time for an hour? I never with... saw that one actually. Like I went right from uh, Cable Guy right to Meet the Parents. I don't. I don't know if I saw anything in between. That's right. He did direct the Cable Guy. I, I think he yes. wrote it. Also, did he or did he? Oh, not? okay. I think I think so. I can't remember. I was immediately about to say what who was he in the Cable Guy, but then yes, he must have been because I that the Ben Stiller show was like one of the jumping off points for Bob Odenkirk because it was before Mister Show and it was before his cameo mm-hmm. in Seinfeld, so all that stuff. And then I think that was also early for Janine Garofalo as well, maybe? I mean, we, we've not even scratched the surface of the Garofalo renaissance. That didn't work out as well uh, in language as it did in my head, but you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. When is that happening? It's happening right I, I, We're in it. That's what you never yeah. know the age you're in, you know, JJ? Like, you're never aware of the history coming, uh, coming yeah. to life around you. Just like the peasants in the renaissance, they had no idea. Yeah, I think we're getting into the Garofalo-verse. More so. It's like her world and we're just living in it, you know? Although I love the idea of two peasants being like, can you believe it, Frank? We're in the Renaissance. And he's like, I know. It's great. Wake up. It's the Renaissance. Look at I got too many of these marble busts everywhere. Our lives are still horrible. I've never brushed my teeth, but I know what the Sistine Chapel looks like. And I will never. Well, that's the thing. I will never see the Sistine Chapel, even though it will come to define the time I lived in. Oh, right. That's true. It would take about what, 15? No, how long did it take him? A long amount of time, let's say, like that. That's what Burning Man is to us. Yeah, yeah, Burning Man or NFTs, I guess, kind of, or whenever someone does, like, a let's play of a bad video game about just, I don't know, Minecraft or something. Mm. That's our Sistine Chapel. Yeah. I think when I learned what an NFT was, I wanted to just quit the internet. Came very close. I used to work in the financial district, not for any place cool, but I just used to work down there. And there was an NFT vending machine for a short amount of time. And that was the part where I realized maybe I am living in like a cyberpunk Philip K. Dick novel. How does that work? JJ, I didn't bother to ask because it just made me sad. It made me sad to walk there and I'd have to like, I'd have to get like a coffee drink to make myself feel better. So I didn't even bother to ask how it was done. Jeez time i asked what does nft stand for and they started i think it was i was still living with keith at the time and he said oh yeah non-fungible token i'm like was that english you just said (laughs) (laughs) i this i love there was a brief era maybe only ended about two years ago where with crypto and nfts we were really questioning the concept of money and reality but not in a smart way people were like no you can definitely own the concept of hunger and everyone's like, how? And they said, I don't care. I've already lost it. Like, like I'm already bankrupt in between the sentences that I strung together just now. <laughs> if, and, and now seeing, like with that, seeing people trying to make Bitcoin and general cryptocurrency still like relevant in an era where we've learned that it is just so volatile, doesn't matter. At the mall near me, there is still a Bitcoin machine. Don't ask me what that means. Apparently, it means you put real money in and you get cryptocurrency out. Not out because it's you've put it in the in the world in the blockchain. But now you have it. They uh, they I, always had those at the mall. You put the penny in, and then the face of Ronald McDonald got imprinted on it. That's crypto. <laughs> yeah, but you might as well give like I don't know however much it, it needs, like a thousand dollars to a rando who just writes on a used napkin. You now own a Bitcoin. <laughs> You're an idiot. Imagine giving them $200 of your United States currency, and then you say you got a non-fungible token, but instead it's a press penny that just says, welcome to Duluth again. (laughs) 
And that's just worth it for you because that's how you like to spend your hard-earned dollars. And, and JJ, we like to think of this podcast as the Duluth of the internet superhighway. So our good friend and your co-host, Keith St. Lawrence, has been on Greetings before. So we have two questions for you. What is your experience with greeting cards in general? And how dare you wait so long to follow in the footsteps of your illustrious compatriot? Well, I had to wait to find the right greeting card. And I still don't know if I did, but I think this will be close enough. But, uh, you know, with greeting cards for me, I'm always confused what to do with them afterwards because there's always a moment where you appreciate it, which is like for me, less than five seconds. Like, okay. (laughs) And then I I don't know. I have this very, it's like an emotional conundrum. I can't just discard it right away because even though the person who sent it, We'll probably never know. There's still part of me that feels like that'll there'll be some sort of karma that'll come back to haunt me if I just do that. We have Eric and I on our fridge. We have a lot of like holiday greeting cards, you know, where people send pictures of their family or just different kinds of cards that just are taking up every inch of our fridge because we just can't let go. I guess we're card hoarders, but just purely out of guilt, not out of appreciation. So you treat them like hauntings, really, because you're like, once they enter your home, they have to stay. Like, if you if you throw out a card, the person who gave it to you will somehow sense that you've discarded it and will be hurt in some way. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's going to be something that'll come back to haunt me, and maybe like I'll just feel guilty around that person, and they'll think I did something even worse. Because they probably don't care. And that's exactly what I was about to ask you, JJ, because I think that is a very valid point about not having a moment where you feel it's appropriate to throw away a card. What is the time in which a card should be appreciated, treasured? Should it be cataloged? Should it be stored? And I definitely have that feeling myself. I tend to... Whenever I get a greeting card, I might hold it for as much as a year, feeling like there needs to be amount of time where I'm like, okay, I I have this and it's stored. And then when I do my spring cleaning, if it's sort of in a stack with other birthday or Christmas cards or whatever, I might decide to, you know, depart with some and keep some others. But let me ask you the question, turning it around, when you give somebody a card, whether it be for birthday or holiday or anniversary, whatever the case may be. Do you have you ever in your life thought about that card after giving it? Uh, I have not. In fact, I completely forget <laughs> what the card even looked like after the person gets it. And usually I don't just give a card by itself. Typically, I'll give a card with a gift and write a little note. Of course. Something like that. Actually, you know, when Eric and I were first going out and he was mm. uh, it was kind of a long distance relationship because he was all the way upstate in school. I would write I, w- I would buy cards and write him like a little note and do a little drawing to just either send to him or give to Aww. him, but like wait until I was leaving to for him to get it just as like, you know, something to have in the meantime till we see each other again. So I did for a time kind of use them as like a, I don't know, a little charming romantic device early on in our relationship. Sure. So I guess there's that, you know, I would find a quirky one at a Trader Joe's, but whatever had like the most space to write, like, you know, a little sentimental note and so forth. But because for the most part, too, when I when I'm looking for cards, usually I find so many that I'm just not willing to pay the asking price. It's like, OK, this is funny, <laughs> but it's eight dollars. This one looks, mm. you know, it's just, I, I don't want to get one that's like a nickel, but you know, it's something in the in between. It's hard to find. What is Trader Joe's going for nowadays? Because in my mind, Trader Joe's is smart in that it's the perfect midground of being a good card, but also reasonably priced. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, where we will have cards that will exceed $9 and are not worth it. But then if you hit like the 99 cent cards, sometimes the 
style and design's a little wonky. I feel like Trader Joe's has perfected sort of a mid-range where you pay a good price for a good card. Yeah, I think from what I remember, last time I bought a card from a Trader Joe's or looked at their rack of cards, it was like uh, maybe three dollars four dollars or maybe maybe as low as as 250 so and again there's they're like not your generic cards usually there's like a little bit of artwork or so forth like they do look nicer than your Dwayne reed selection Mm. well because those ones i mean the standard bearer greetings and jokes on them like everything from a you know a fart joke to like uh, you're getting older congrats to thanks so much for helping me move move me out of the uh, building that's haunted <laughs> like th- the standard is like seven to eight dollars i think now unless they're a little bit cheaper than that but i feel like that's that's the price i've seen in new york you prices. know once again Bobby, trader joe's think? like it comes through like yeah three to four bucks is a steal and and for good quality too much yeah. like the uh the the treats at trader joe's like very good quality and i wish i lived closer <sighs> to one for all my greeting card needs we're sponsored no longer by Dwayne reed by the way we just lost that sponsorship we did lose the sponsorship because I complained about the price of the different flavored Mountain Dews. And you know what? I'm not sorry. I'm keeping this flame war going. I'm sorry. Next, make your sugar water more efficiently priced for people like me who are trying to ruin their pancreases and other parts of their body. Mm -hmm. Okay? To be fair, I must say I did the card that is the one I sent you guys for discussion is from my local Trader Joe's. And again, I will peruse. I will not buy usually. And I did not buy this one. But I just thought never buy. You guys had to have seen this one. It was one that it was one of the most unique cards in the fact that I don't know who would ever want it. You found them. Ah, There's two okay. Of them, and they're right here. We're not ones to usually want these things. Most. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a toss up. I can't in my mind think of all, all of them right now. But there's. You know, you've done the cardinal rule thing, JJ, which is to never purchase these cards. We are not to give money to these individuals; they are to be judged and reviewed, but not fairly by us, because fairness would imply we paid for I just, it. And we did I not. just hope the photo I sent was good enough for when you guys posted and stuff, because I was like, do, do I have this on the right angle when I was taking it? So, uh, you know, hopefully the quality is good enough. I can see if it's still there. If it's if not. Because I doubt anyone would have purchased it in the three weeks since I discovered it. Your arms were full of reasonably priced wine and some cat cookies. Like, you didn't have a great angle, too. Like, you had a lot of things in your hands Mm. at the time. It's tough when you're trying to stock up on Elote-flavored corn Mm. chips, and then you're just like, well, I got to get this other thing, too. I also have a beef with this particular Dwayne Reed, because one, their very small little refrigerator of beer is never cold. So if you try to get some booze right before a party, don't go there. And I two, bet that one. That's right. It's it's not a fridge. It's just a very stylish closet is the way that it seems to operate. <laughs> there is some sort of cooling mechanism, but it's all it's there's no door. It's open. It's like this very inefficient thing they have going on. So it's like they want to trick you into thinking it's cold, but then you just drink like a room temperature beer and spit it right out. Well, now I know to avoid it because I've passed that Dwayne Reed and I've never gone into it because I've always purchased my stuff elsewhere. But now I will know to avoid it for fear of a warm beer. That is annoying. Mm -hmm. That and my other beef is that I used to buy my uh, I'm a sucker for Arizona green tea with (gasps) With honey ginseng. ginseng. Oh, that's my jam. Yeah, that was the good stuff. But unfortunately, this Dwayne Reed. They put it, they they stock that item on like a bottom shelf. And the last time I went to go grab one, I noticed that it was kind of sticky and that it was, that had a bunch of bugs crawling all over it. (laughs) So Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you guys, like you already were losing me. Literally a horror movie theme. Like that's like a thing you get in a horror. What, uh, I, I don't wish to force you to relive 
trauma, JJ, but what kind of bugs, if you could say, were they like a, like a, like a fly or a gnat? ants? I think it was like just a couple of ants <sighs> crawling around this. I'm like, I'm not bringing this Still. into my house. No matter how much I love honey ginseng, I can't do it. Yeah. Not unless they're willing to wash the can in front of me and then I will give them my dollar. But besides that, absolutely not. It's not worth it. You know, between that and then having to ring for customer service when I want some toothpaste, it's behind the little locked mm. glass thing yeah you know, the whole Dwayne Reed experience has been ruined for me I had that recently because I celebrated my birthday recently and we did a little party and I was grabbing some Bira for the occasion and I decided to do it midday during my lunch break because that's what an adult does so I decided to go do a Dwayne Reed to pick up said beer and I needed to press the button and then I needed to ask the cashier for four of these cases which you know you ever get nervous that someone's judging you midday and you're just like no it's not just all for me right now on a Tuesday I promise. I feel judged by every cashier. I feel like they're taking stock yeah. of every customer's list of items that they're scanning and making an assessment on what that person's life or personality is. I used to do the same when I worked as a cashier. Be like, okay. <laughs> used to judge people. Buying a bruised avocado. Hmm. Things not going so well at home, Tom. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, you're deciding to buy tomato sauce at a, uh, at a pharmacy. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Didn't think ahead, huh? <laughs> Buying the frozen macaroni and cheese from the CVS, eh? Again. No, I didn't, not that I worked at one, but, you know, same idea. Melissa. <laughs> yeah, Melissa. Not to name uh, names. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa Darn. Yep, Melissa Darn. <laughs> local preschool teacher and lonely woman. Um, you know, she does, <laughs> she does good work. She's doing the Lord. Is that her LinkedIn? Local lonely woman? Well, every town has to have one, of course. Obviously, lonely woman, it's a single like word, lonely woman. It's a a lot of New England town charters. And since it's like how towns have to have postmasters, everyone elects every year a lonely woman. But nowadays it's a lonely man. All right, let's not be sexist. And this lonely person has to essentially be the one who lives on top of a tall hill or a lighthouse or like the only town that has a castle. And like they have to stay in that place. And then people have to make up urban legends about them. But then you learn that they're often very nice. They enjoy creating a nice uh, chai tea. They enjoy British television. There's so many things about them that are that are quite lovely. And they only have to carry the position of lonely person for 20 so years. That's as long as the terms are. So it's really not that bad. It's like no. basically, you know how some towns are technically villages, but they need a very specific set of parameters to qualify. Like that's one of them. You need an official designated lonely person. It also sounds like the same sort of thing of what people thought were witches back in the day when it was really just a woman with a pointy hat and a cat who used a broom to keep her house clean. And maybe she was a little more well-read than the rest of the villagers. Oh, must be a witch. If you knew the right hat to buy in the 16th and 17th centuries, you cut your chances of being accused of witchery by like 35%. Like just don't, there's certain hats, like just just avoid them. Like that's all I can say. I know they're stylish, but steer Well, you have to think like at that point, that's the hat maker's fault at some point. The right? haberdasher like you, has some blame here. I agree. Right. The haberdasher is creating their system and the haberdasher's significant other goes, you know, I've noticed that anyone who buys the pointy hat tends to be the next one burned every solstice. So maybe we think about you know, choosing a different hat to make. And they go, don't tell me my business. Unless he was deliberate about it, purposely making those hats and giving it to women who maybe like rejected him and 
wanted to get revenge. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here, like, no hard feelings. Here's this pointy hat and a black cat to boot. Yes. Oh, no worries. What was her name? Melissa Darn. No worries, Melissa Darn, for having scorned me at our 25th high school reunion. I understand you're not into a hat man. Oh, you're looking for a new thing to doff your cap on. May I suggest this fine pointed style uh, 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 cap thing? Here's a black cauldron. <laughs> Making soup? Why not 10 gallons? Here's a cat that has the spirit of a peasant that pissed off another witch. <laughs> They say it takes a village to make a lonely person. And JJ, you put a spell on us because we are going to jump into your card as we speak. And as we get there, I will remind the listeners that if they have a card, they would like to show us or just reach out to us in general. And maybe we can, you know, uh, hook you up with JJ. He seems to want to talk a lot to us. That's great, too. You can do... Contact us at GreetingsPod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on what I believe is still called X, which was Twitter, which at Mm -hmm. one point was Prince. But... For now. The the social media the social media formerly known as X Prince. That's right. Yes. Uh, X Prince. But for now we have JJ. So JJ, if you want to take us through the first page of the card and uh, describe to us. Oh, sorry, Dan. Bit of business here. I see the. Finger. No, I just wanted to make a quick addendum. I I didn't mean to interrupt you, Bobby. I just want to make a quick addendum before JJ goes into the description on the first page. The email that JJ sent to us, a little behind the curtain here, uh, for the subject says "Pig B Day Card," and I'm a, one who demands specifics. JJ, and could you tell us if this is a birthday card that has a pig on it, or is this a card specifically for a pig? It could be both, right? I mean, why not? Pigs deserve birthday And cards. I would think if you're going to give a pig a birthday card, there should be a pig on it, right? Because when you give a human a birthday card, a lot of <laughs> it's got a, a lot of times it's a human it. on it. So it's a human wearing a shirt with no pants, and they got a balloon, and it says that's birthday. how you know what species the the card is for us by what is on it. <laughs> you know. Uh, as our robot overlords demand. Yeah, you know, these are the ancient rules of greeting cards. So en- enjoy your card, you hairless ape. Sorry, go on. <laughs> okay, so, you know, there's no words on the front of this card. It is just an image. It, it seems to be some sort of grassy field, maybe a meadow, not sure. But there is a little baby pig. But for some reason, <laughs> this pig has a bubble, like a bubble gum. Like a bubble made of gum coming out of its butt. <laughs> yes, we're familiar with the concept. <laughs> a gum style bubble, of Just course. Just to make sure I'm absolutely clear here. Coming What color is the bubble, JJ? The same color as the pig, which is a whitish pink. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just coming right out of its butt. So not clear here <laughs> if the pig, I guess, ate gum and then right before I was gonna poop it out, had to fart, and so it made a bubble. But mm. uh I don't know. Classic comedy. Classic. And so yeah, that's that's what you see. You would guess from the front of the card that it was a birthday card per se. It could be a card for anything. Could be a condolences card, right? Like sorry <laughs> that you're farting gum. But that's the that's the front of the card. I am so sorry for your loss. I so just to take a moment. <laughs> well, d- okay. Pigs are only cute sometimes. Do we all whoa, agree whoa, with this, whoa. or is this Damn. a hot take? Keep, oh, keep I knew this was gonna. I knew this was going to be a hot take. Oh, Pigs boy. Are cute. This is the hot this take. This pig is cute if it wasn't for bubblegum uh... coming out of its butt. But besides that, I think it is like the kind you might see in a movie or something. And to be fair, I'm pretty sure this this had to This is I don't know why I started saying this, but obviously this is like a Photoshop. They didn't really get a pig and force it to blow bubblegum out of its butt, hopefully. but You are not aware of that being the truth, Jake. I am 99.5% sure that... <laughs> 
This, I saw you almost say 0.9, but then you backed it off. You're like, well, I'm not that you, sure. You gave yourself some margin of error in case I stay up all night tonight and find out that they forced a piglet to eat gum and then got this photo that just right. Four percent goes a long way, but I think I'm I'm pretty very sure that this is not this is photoshopped. I hope, at least I hope it was because that poor pig. Listen, I would feel this little baby pig doesn't deserve to suffer regardless. It doesn't deserve to eat bubble gum. I just feel like it's one of like, and obviously this is incredibly subjective, but for me, there is something about pigs that is 75% cute and then 25%. No, we should be terrified of this creature. Like this creature in many cases does and can kill us. This creature is very smart and powerful. And I'm looking at this baby pig with its sort of black eyes looking at us like a doll's eyes mm. and it's very tall elf like ears and it's very symmetrical snoot sort of looking not at us but near us if that makes sense and it's kind of off in the distance in the grass and yes it's farting a bubble gum we see that we do. but there are other things about this pig that i'm like oh we we've done you dirty somehow genetically and i feel bad about that but also i'm very fright this this creature will grow up one day to be potentially upwards of 600 pounds and be able to eat us well, it's not a wild boar i mean it's just a little farm piglet domestic pigs can eat us too if they have the notion no. if you didn't get them a little greeting card with a human on it and said enjoy your birthday harold and it has a human that- on it <laughs> Yeah, that's Harold. Harold Q. Pig needs to you got to remember its birthday and get him a little card that he could enjoy. And then that's what a pig really does. What we should all do with our cards, JJ, like when we feel bad about what we should do with them. Pigs have this right idea where they just eat everything. So what we should do is enjoy the card for a certain amount of time. No, anywhere between five seconds and maybe three days. And then after that three days. You have to eat it. Eat. I don't care how you eat it. Wow, eat the card. Okay, I mean, that that yep. maybe is a solution to all cards, now that you think about it, because you're discarding it, but it'll always be with you in a way. We're discarding it. See there? There we go. Oh. Oh, yeah. We done did Just it. as I had planned. Now, I noticed something about this particular pig, which is the bubblegum fart bubble. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm just describing. That's what it is. It takes the place of a tail. Oh, that's amazing. There's no curly tail. Oh, no curly tail. yeah, you're right. Wow, that's kind of. I'm not just... an idiot, right? Like that, t- pigs actually do have a curly tail, right? That's not. No, a that that thing. is a thing of pigs. But do some pigs not have a curly tail? Like, is, are there are we breeding tailless piggies now? Well, I mean, you can't eat the tail, so there's no reason. Not with that attitude, but I agree with you. We don't normally. Well, you know, if if you want to breed tailless pigs, I guess that there's a way to do that. I'm not sure. But it's like seedless water. Maybe this card also is basically saying that instead of a tail, this pig has a fart bubble gum in place of a tail. Oh, mm. that's worse. Yeah, that's emphatically worse. I'm just every every interpretation I'm trying to get is worse than the last one. Like, how, how can I keep scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here? And and to scrape even further to the point where I'm just carving wood out of the bottom of the barrel in that scenario, JJ. Or Bobby is the Thanks. bubble. It, finally, is the bubble tail still a bubble, or does it one day deflate and it's just loose bubble gum? I'm just I. Come on, no, no, we we're scientists. I, I understand. We have to ask these questions. Well, still. the devil that I know better than the devil that I don't. Well, it will deflate, but then he has to refill it with 
more farts. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. All right. I feel like this is worse than a tail. At least a tail tells you when there's like enemies nearby when you can feel it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of tails. The eyes are also shockingly human, which is not doing me any favors that's, either. That's what I don't like. I don't know. There's a little gleam in the eye, I guess. Uh, oh, you're right. Actually, now that I zoom in, <laughs> it is. It gets worse. Yeah, it is worse because I, from far away, it looks like just like black animal eyes like all animals have but when you zoom in yes the arbor humanoid i'll say it now i think those are people eyes yes that is kind of disturbing it's like some the person who, who created this image for some reason decided to like i don't know humanize the pig a little bit but why do that when you're the main focus should just be on the bubble gum coming out of the butt this pig has the face of an of a 75 year old man this pig looks a little like bob newhart and that is scary to me that's why pigs are only cute sometimes this is fitting my face it's trying too hard like a natural pig can be kind of cute i guess like a regular little piggy but this artist's interpretation of a pig is actually verging on on candy valley because it's like it's like the precious eyes of a painting that people maybe like 60 70 years ago found kind of cute but it is now kind of like out an outdated way of making an image seem a little more charming. But I agree that like the more I look at it and wait a minute, the left eye looks like it was poked out or something. Cause it's on a, it's on a, it's on a weird angle. I think that, yeah, yeah, the perspective of the pig here is a little odd because it's looking a a little bit like a feel to the right. So it's not directly facing you down, but that definitely like, imagine both of those eyes were on the pig. It would look like a Coraline pig. It would look like Neil Gaiman's pig. Like it's something, it's just these kind of flat black eyes. You mentioned, or you referenced Jaws before, but I agree. I think the, with its right eye, the eye on the left from our perspective, does look like a shark's eye. It's just like this pitch black Mm. eye, this pitch black eye with like a little graying in the middle. That's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like it was poked out. It's like a pirate pig. Wow, JJ, you made a good point. I can't stop looking at these eyes now because they both are very, even with the, because Bobby, you make a good point that it's the perspective, how we look at them. But that does not change how like different they look to me from this angle. It like they do look. It's a two faced pig. And is is this it's a Janice pig? Is this a, it's a Janice pig? That's right, Janice pig tonight on <laughs> SNL. Janice pig. Janice pig, the, the lonely person of SNL because SNL's a village, so they got a lonely person. <laughs> it takes a village. Uh, takes a village. Is is this a artist rendering of a pig, or is this like a clip art of a real pig that might have JJ? You were closest, so I I don't know if you could tell, but it looks to me like it could be like a real photo of a pig that's been like cropped out and then put onto this card i think so i think they maybe took an image of Mm. a real pig and then for some reason added this very bizarre artistic touches on it not just the bubble gum but like we were mentioning like the eyes i think maybe some touches on the the fur maybe like an exaggeration of the ears so i don't know i think the editors just maybe spent too much time staring at this pig and trying to do too much with it and they get what at first glance, seems like an innocent, albeit bizarre image. And the more closely you look at it, the more nightmarish you realize it it was made into. Hot take, just like as we've been going over this too much humanity that this pig is providing to us, it's just proving my other theory that the cutest kind of pig, if you had to choose one is wild baby boars if you look at a photo of wild baby boars they are the cutest kind of pig they are because they got like cute little long snoots they've got tiger stripes they don't know yet that they're going to grow up to be absolute death dealing war tanks like they 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 just play in mud they're just fun 
You know, they're cute little babies, and one day they will be able to kill you. They're kind of like gremlins in that regard, right? Like, in the first stage of their life, they're cute, cuddly, but in their final form, they're homicidal maniacs. Yes, they are, yes I agree, JJ. They are, the, they are the equivalent of a pig mogwai, and they have not yet turned into a pig gremlin. Fair enough. Well, so this is... Yeah, I'm, I mean... Oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. No, I was saying, I'm interested to see what happens to this uh, pig mogwai coming up the next page or so, but Dan, go ahead and finish your thought before we move on. Do you want to say that for the transition, and I'll just edit it in? No, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, whatever you want. Okay, go ahead. whenever you're ready, you go. I would it. like to see what's going to happen to this pig mogwai <laughs> as we go to the next page. I'm going to include this whole thing. All right. Now, really quick, and I'll just I'll just jump in here that JJ, you did not include the middle part of the card, which is totally fine. Would you mind giving mm. us really quickly because we are nothing but sticklers for detail here on Greetings the Greeting Card Podcast. Oh, sorry. Yes, I only I only emailed you the uh, the front of it. it oh, no, no, but, you. Uh, I'll follow up. I think I had texted you the uh, the middle and the back oh, did without you now? remembering oh, okay. the reflection page, as we call it, the one where you take time and you think, okay, anything could happen on page three. Take 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 a. Take a beat you know get yourself together and then you know look at the white space of page two well this is the payoff basically when you open it and so apologies for not emailing that ahead of time but the inside is actually uh, a little bit of a letdown i would say because the the left part of the inside is just blank well that's the part we want to ask about so in that meditative phase how are you feeling because we use the middle we use that that part that you're calling a letdown we like to use that phase as like our meditation area to like kind of go over what we've just talked about so when you have opened this card what were you feeling what were the thoughts in your head well i I thought there'd be some sort of i don't want to say explanation but a a little a little more to just compliment the front because there's all these questions that the front of this card raises and to open up the middle and not get any answers Mm. is very disappointing yeah, you're just left to your own imagination to interpret this image and express your feelings. And what could you possibly say if you're the card giver and you have all this space to write as a response to the front? What could you possibly say? I agree with you that I don't like that because I'm I'm thinking of being in the middle white card right now because it's just plain white, right? That is correct. I don't like that we've had to work this I don't like that we've gone this far without an explanation. Some indication that it's a birthday. You know what would have helped, talking about detail, if the pig had a birthday hat, if the pig was next to a piece of cake, if the pig was next to a sign that said birth times, anything to get me over the... Or maybe if it was at least wearing like a little birthday hat. That would be great. That would be great. If there was maybe in that um, meditation area, because even though we call it that, it is absolutely up to being design worthy, to being bombastic. That would be lovely. If there was like a, a cake in there or like the same image of the pig, but it had the hat on. Great. We have reached the meditation page and we are no smarter and we are poor in spirit and in money because I gave that pig. $20 for more gum. He told me that's how much gum costs. And I, do I look like the kind of guy that buys gum anymore? I'm an old man. Not anymore, no. I would think maybe uh, a clever image to be on that left side, the inside of the card, maybe an image of like a pigsty with a discarded gum wrapper, like some, oh. some e- explanation of how we got there. Like they're giving us the end of the story. We're not getting the beginning or the middle at all. We're left to draw our own conclusions, basically. And I just don't care enough to do so. Yeah. No, I like the thought of that. What would be, let's go around the horn here. What do you think this pig's gum of choice is? Because it's clearly, it's got to be bubble gum, right? That's the flavor we're going with. Right. But what brand, I suppose, you know, who would have left or given this pig gum? 
I imagine this pig found just like a piece of gum that someone dropped or something because you know why would you give a pig gum I think this is the cool pig in class who like chews gum and they're all like get that gum out of here Winston pig and he's like yeah whatever it takes out his mouth and sticks it under the pig door dress whatever. yeah what are we saying pigs right yeah got it pigs yeah, pigs, yeah. well because yeah because like that well because it's like the the cool pig in school winston churchill pig that's his full name he was named that because his parents wanted him to go to the finest british universities but he's like no way man i'm gonna make it out on my own here on the farm and he knows where farmer albright keeps his pile of bazooka joes and so he takes in and then he's always late for pig school because he's constantly laughing his pants off that he doesn't wear because he's a pig uh, on the very fun Bazooka Joe comic in there where Bazooka Joe and what's his friend Mort. I can't be bothered to remember Bazooka <laughs> Joe comics. And <laughs> who can in this work a day world, this day and age <laughs> in this night. How, how, did, how did that work? Like you bought a piece of gum and it somehow came with a little comic. Was it in the wrapper? Yes. Like how, what was okay? Cause I remember getting for some reason Bazooka Joe was like an Easter candy. I would get sometimes. <laughs> Did you go back in time and, and like on Easter and get someone to give you Bazooka Joe? I was only allowed to get Easter candy when Truman was president. So that was that was the kind of stuff we'd get. Actually, now that you mention it, I don't know why I know this, but I think it would have to be Bazooka Joe because for some reason, I feel like I'm aware of the fact that Bazooka Joe gum is usually sold in barrels, like in your local country store, you go and you know you buy whatever knickknacks. But in a corner of the store, there is just a barrel full of bazooka gum Joe that you buy the you you buy them by the piece yeah. for like ninety nine cents a piece of gum, and you get your little comic. So that makes sense that you know maybe this pig is on a farm nearby the country store, and you know maybe he sneaks in there and he gets some gum. Yeah, he goes to old Graver Dave's Five and Dime, and I, if I remember correctly, they the least amount they can charge you is like I think five cents for like one little piece of bazooka joe which feels like it was at one point building material like it was a mosaic tile that was slightly chewy and then they sell that to you and then you get the comic inside of it that is just like a pun i I, there's one that sticks in my head where one of bazooka joe's friends is in a sort of um yoga pose i don't know like kind of like crossed arms doing the like ohm you know very very free ding dongs very stereotypical yoga pose and um the friend goes i love yoga and then the other friend is clearly eating something with a spoon and goes, what kind, fruit-flavored or fat-free? Oh. Whoa. Oh, man, just wild times they're having there in the world of Bazooka uh, Joe. Who Who is Bazooka Joe anyway? Like, what? Like, is he a kid? Is he... Is like, he what a is, bazooka? I, I don't know. Is, is, yeah, does he own a bazooka? He's a, Was he in the he's war? He's a blonde child. He, he, might, he might well have been, JJ, because he's a blind child with only... Or not a blind child. He's a blonde <laughs> child with only... No, no, no. I'm actually right here. He's a blonde child with only one eye. <laughs> He might be blind. He's got a, He's got an eye patch. I like for a second you implied that, oh, of course he was in the war. He was blind. Yeah. Like, right. Because as we know, blind people were the first to be drafted. Well, uh, blind children. <laughs> it's the blind children yes. go to war. All I know is that I used to be able to go to Graver Dave's and get myself a comic book, uh, two Bazooka Joes, and, uh, and a dip can for two bits. And, you know, those were the days. Oh. I think they had to include a comic in the wrapper because the flavor only lasted for five seconds. And so they had to give you something else because of the letdown. Like, mm, bubblegum, you could maybe blow it a few times. I don't know. Blow, blowing bubblegum is kind of work, isn't it? Like, it made it seem like it was fun on TV. But for me as a kid, like, my jaw was exhausted after a couple of bubbles. I'm weirdly 
as a 32 year old man, I am getting back into gum weirdly. I used to not like gum at all, like growing up. My thing, if I wanted something minty, fast was... times in Jersey City these days, getting back into gum. Woo! I what am I Bazooka Joe over here? Just getting a just getting a bubble gum. What what am I uh, a Winston Pig? How cool I am on my 32 year old skateboard. I'm uh when I was like growing up. Gum for me was only something you chewed when you were, this is going to sound crazy, but like on a long trip, like a car ride or an airplane, because like it either, <laughs> it either got the pressure out of your ears or it made you not car sick anymore because of the mint chewing sort of, you know, the equilibrium, whatever. So like gum was sort of, gum was a medicine, which is probably how old Dave Grave used to sell it back in his five and dime. But um, for some reason now I'm, I enjoy chewing gum again, but back in the day I only liked mints like um, Altoids. But those also are just pure sugar, so that's another reason why I enjoyed them a lot. Mm. Well, with gum, I always feel like whenever I'm done with gum, for some reason, there's not a trash can within five miles. <laughs> I cannot find one for the life of me. So I just find myself stuck with this gum I no longer want. And, you know, that there are worse problems in the world than that. But still, it is uh, kind of a pain. I mean, I, I agree. I think for me, I'll chew gum if I, for if like, the minty gums yeah right? i'm not really a fan of fruity gums per se but i don't know i feel like they're more trouble than what they're worth did you have oh bobby do you like gum? yes but to answer your original <laughs> question dan uh bubble tape that's the kind of gum i think that we're dealing with here yeah i wasn't allowed to have bubble tape. that I doesn't like shock those... me you, you you came from a christian household yes very the lord would not accept more than six inches of gum not in this household yeah bubble tape bubble tape i thought was like clever right because yeah I don't know, of a way of doing, like, someone saw, like, regular measuring tape and thought, like, what if that was candy? <laughs> yeah. That guy was a genius. He's he's doing the um, Scrooge McDuck diving into the coins right now as we speak. I was a big, um when I could, even though I, I couldn't have sugar gum a lot, but when I could sneak it around, I did like Bazooka Joe, but I was actually a big fan of Big League Chew. That was oh, a big one Oh, yeah. Me. Not only because of the classic Family Guy reference either, like you, like you enjoyed it. I don't think I know that one. Right. I know that one. It's so random. It's like it's like just a non sequitur, isn't it? Just Peter just randomly goes like, you know what I haven't had in a long time? Big chew. Big leak chew. But isn't that just a kid version of chewing tobacco? Yeah, that's why I liked it. I enjoyed I, I really enjoyed being a pawn to the tobacco industry pretty young. I was a pig, no pun intended, for pretending because I also enjoyed candy cigarettes. Yeah. I would have been one of those like tobacco companies looking at fat little Dan Conroy going like, we got him right where we want him. That's why you were out on the playground selling cigarillos right after lacrosse practice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was I was uh, selling kids bubblegum snuff, just being like, come on, just a little touch. You know, we're kind of putting our thumb on this very bizarre trend I never really considered until now, which was taking adult things and making candy versions out of them. So, yeah, candy mm -hmm. cigarettes candy measuring tape chocolate cigars uh, or bubblegum cigars right and then like wasn't there some sort of uh um, i had licorice tax returns that was a big one in my household wasn't there like a gun that shot out candy that it, you would shoot it into your i mouth? feel like there were eight of those like i think there were i'm not disagreeing with you but i now that you've said it i'm remembering one that definitely shot like nerd like candy one that shot like bubblegum nerd that, ropes I, people people used rope for things you know nerd ropes absolutely i w i was when i was 13 on the playground a crush of mine served me grape flavored divorce papers and uh, those were great because they they were like they had um pop rocks in the middle of it so you could like bubble up and go why <laughs> i thought oh I man yeah I, what is up with that though just i guess kids like to replicate things that adults are doing but you know like candy cigarettes 
that's well that I was think, just oh. i mean one of them was literally just called lucky strike i mean they knew what they were oh doing. i had those I mean, every just... summer with my cousins we'd be we'd be down the shore and be like we had to go to the candy shop and i'd have a bubblegum cigar and my dad with a real cigar be like smoking is wrong <laughs> and then yeah. let me get my bubblegum cigar <laughs> but it's like they made it out of the shittiest candy it was like one step above necco wafer and that is saying nothing because necco wafers are the worst but like it was the chalky mm-hmm. slightly sugary candy it was like what the hearts are made out of which i guess were also just necco wafers but the point i'm getting at is that if i was the tobacco industry and look hit me up guys well, if you'd lord like lord willing oh, someday morris. you will be i love you philip morris i would totally take out the investment to make it good candy like make it chocolate chocolate cigarettes so that you can really get these kids addicted listen to this podcast if you want to make better tobacco-based candy i'm glad this podcast is being used for very good purposes for the betterment of mankind which is strategies to get kids smoking more cigarettes you don't know the half of it we've invented cars more new new cigarettes uh we might have touched on a new religion once or twice. We'll see how it goes. We'll yeah. figure it out. But yeah. Magic of greeting cards. I'll just say one more thing too with the bubblegum thing. Uh, I also as a kid was a fan of the Bubblicious because those yeah. came in all different kinds of flavors. Yes. Right? That, Not that, my like, favorite. That one I, I rolled off of. They weren't they weren't in the rotation for I me. remember Bubblicious. I also was Oh, the worst the worst gum of all time, I think, was those zebra hey, strips. Hey, hang ones. on. Like, Let's not say oh, things we can't no. take back. No, those that gum that flavor lasted like a nanosecond, <laughs> which is a, which is another Family Guy joke, right? He's like, oh boy, oh. That was though. There was something really fun about how short lived like that flavor was for how strong it was. It was incredibly fruit flavored for like five. You almost needed like an intensity break. It was like jump. It was like going on one of those amusement park rides. that's going to flip you over. You can only enjoy it for a few seconds, and you go, okay. We're back. We're back to normal. <laughs> There's only so much that a human, much less a child, can handle at mm-hmm. one time. Yes. We should go to the next page, but really quickly, I just want to say one last thing. Uh, I enjoyed Bubble Yum, and it's because it's got a punk rock duck on it, and that's a good reason to like it. That's anything. as good a reason as any we've heard so far. <laughs> uh, Bobby, would you like to explain the next page for us, the uh, the sort of inside? Having just seen the page, yes, I would. JJ, so we, we've said you've seen the pig with the bubble gum blowing out the ass. Um, you've taken some time to reflect. You're thinking, I'm feeling good. I don't know what this card holds. And lo and behold, blank white page, except for a single line of black text that says, hope your birthday's a blowout. Blowout in all caps. Blowout, obviously referring to, if I don't miss my guess, blowing out bubblegum from the ass of a pig. Classic comedy here. I... I've got some objections. What are they? I just want to be quick about well, it. If it, pl- if, it pl- if it pleases the court, <laughs> I my objections are the term blowout is not being used appropriately because I feel like the phrases a blowout of a party and blowing something out your ass are two different actions. Mm. So a blowout to me when it were referring to like a party like or a birthday, hope your birthday is a blowout in my head and tell me if you think my head cannon's incorrect compared to you both uh, and you would, at home, you ding dongs don't get a say is um, that parties and birthdays, a blowout is like an explosion. Like you just kind of see an explosion of food and drink and music and noise and fun and celebration and love. And a blowing out your ass is just a slow expulsion of a fart. I mean... 
it's it's a stretch to say the least, right? And I, I would say that no one really uses the term blowout to describe a grand and amazing party anymore. Like no. who, who's ever? When's the last time you heard someone say that? Like hope it's a blowout. Oh man, that party was that a party blowout. was a humdinger. I've never heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, yeah. I'd rather hear that. Twenty three skidoo on that birthday. Am I right? <laughs> I, I just thought of a much dirtier version of this card if you really want to do something a little more interesting. Let's go blue. Which yeah, this, would is, this be, is the PG-13 episode. Hit us, JJ. If the if the punchline was, hope your birthday party's a rager. <laughs> now, how does that relate to farting? <laughs> it wouldn't be related to farting, but it'd be relating to maybe like, you know, if you wanted, like this would be like a Spencer's birthday card, the one I'm, I'm proposing here, where the front is maybe like, Someone with like a prominent bulge sticking out of their pants, <laughs> and then that's what I'm saying. And then hope your party birthdays. Hope your birthdays are rager. Wait, so so your card that you're proposing to us, unrelated to each other, is a close up of a really good bulge. Now look, you got me there. I'm down for it. But the inside says unrelated to that. I hope your birthday is a rager. A rager. Oh, like a raging. Like a raging boner? What do you mean? Yes, okay, okay. yes, that's what no, exactly don't what I do, mean. You you didn't give me the one to one there. That's not my fault. <laughs> you did get there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I only bring that up because people will say like, "Oh, that party is a rager." People say that. Yes. People don't say that party is a blowout. Yes, that's true. That's, that's funny true. because JJ, I was thinking the opposite because I went cutesy with it because I thought like, okay, you've got a pig on the front page of a birthday card happy birthday don't hog all the cake happy birthday mm. time to pig out happy birthday you're a filthy swine uh, amongst whom i cast my pearls etc like like that i was like come on like hope your birthday's a blowout like that's um that's that's not grand can i go a little bluer or are we no let's go back yeah we're gonna whiplash it so my third option is a fun fact that i read one time uh i learned that pigs can orgasm for 30 minutes so what if we had um <laughs> how where did yeah. you learn that where I'll did you learn that? moment we're gonna take a detour yeah you can't just you can't just drop that on us and move on like wh- who, who told you i think you i that? read it on the oatmeal like 10 years ago do we have to do this now? can i just get this to my card goddamn bazooka joe rappers they're giving you films <laughs> It's- All right, it was on the internet, I'm sure, somewhere, right? Okay. A bazooka, a bazooka Joe comic where Bazooka Joe is going like, boy, I'm glad we're volunteering on the farm. And he goes, do you know a pig can come for 30 minutes? That's the, enjoy your gum, idiot. Gump? You're never getting your 10 minutes, your 10 cents back. Um, is that the one where Bazooka Joe interns for swine husbandry? Yeah, oh, there we go, yeah. Bazooka Joe gets fired from Purdue. Bazooka Joe is is uh, enjoying quality time on the uncle's farm for uh, because of that prank he did in high school. Uh, he's currently uh, just got to be out of town for a little bit. This is like if Spike TV adapted Bazooka yeah, Joe. Yeah, this is this is the man show, but, uh, but Bazooka Joe comics. So we have a pig on the front, uh, orgasming, Natch. And then on the in the middle, we've got... I. I hope your birthday lasts longer than 30 minutes. Good Lord. I, I, I didn't think of the title. Hold on. That one also the, requires the recipient to know the fun fact about pig orgasms. God. Well, that's that's it. That's in the meditation place. We, we say that in the meditation part. Oh, I'm going to cut all this, aren't I? I can't run for Senate. Of course, your birthday lasts more than 30 minutes. <laughs> it's a whole day. Short birthdays. Get them in and get them out. It's 24 hours, Dan. Do you know how days work? I got uh, the YMCA pool for 28 minutes, guys. Come on, get in. I was able to rent this park space for exactly 15 minutes. I got, I got this, I got this gazebo and six pack of surge. We've got 30 minutes to party. 
Who likes Lem? Make him count. Make him count, guys. Oh, so my card was the best of those three choices. I agree. Boy, if you're gonna give me, if you're gonna give me a pig fart card, at least try harder on the inside. It, huh? it really went all in on the fart part, not so much the pig part. You could have had any animal here, really, with with bubblegum coming out of its ass. The pig is no longer integral to the narrative. But why? Why do you just get? Yeah, you know, in addition to the the joke not really working, why is it just blank? Like, give me some other mm. image here. Like I mentioned, like a sty with a bubblegum wrapper, yeah. something to, to bring it all together. Yeah, it, it's just the fact that it's blank with the with the words there is a big letdown. We found me. this too, JJ, with a couple cards. Like th- there is a style of card that seems to just give up halfway through and then is like yeah. hoping their one joke that they went all in on is enough. And it, oftentimes it is not. I think I just had a thought that because we have had so many of these kinds of cards, we're really seeing the separation between the artists in the greeting card studios and your sort of work-a-day greeting card creators, let's mm-hmm. call them. I don't necessarily want to say they're not artists, but they're not putting in the work. And An artist knows that they have got, at minimum, three pages to go to, go, pun intended, hog wild oh, on their, you know, on uh, the pages where you can, like, tell a story, exactly what JJ's saying. We can get a sty or a barn. We can get gum wrappers. We could have a birthday hat. We can get a pig banner that says pig birthday that are different from other birthdays because they last more than 30 minutes. Wink. But if you're just a card creator, you're just trying to get out you know, 5 p.m., uh, you're trying to get out of there, uh, clock in, clock out. So you're making these as quickly as possible. So there is the bare minimum of amount of work being done. Because I can't explain, I can't understand any other justification for why the quality in art and style and design just dips as it always does. Or at least a lot of the times with the cards we've reviewed here on Greetings, it just dips by the time we get to the meditation. So it seems to me there's that separation. Well, I, I also suspect that the front page always has to be the most important one because that's the one that grabs your attention when you're looking totally. for cards amongst the card aisle. So, yeah, I guess all the effort would have to go to that front page. Mm. And then you, everything else might be an afterthought if you're one of these uh, lesser card makers, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, have you guys ever done, and forgive me for not you know seeing, I, I, I've listened to most of your episodes. You don't I've have an encyclopedic but have you guys ever done podcast? Well, yeah, that makes us angry. No, it's okay. I, I have the, the, the greetings wiki fan page up right now that I'm scrolling through, but have you guys ever done one of the ones that like the card pops out? Because, you know, they have that kiosk now in some malls, like the pop-up cards, right? Where you get like this very fancy sort of like 3D sort of thing that comes out. Or uh, or, or when I was a kid, I used to get a lot of the ones that had a little pre-recorded sound bite thing mm-hmm. when you opened up. And, you know, you could, you could feel it in yeah. the card, right? It's like a little bulge in the card. So <laughs> then you knew you opened up and it's going to do some sort of like sound effect. The classic joke. card bulge. Yep. Everyone knew what that meant. The classic watch battery and the greeting card that you can feel and just be like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be this close to the battery, but here we are. Yeah, you could feel the warmth. Yeah, it starts too. to heat up on a piece of paper and that's upsetting. We haven't, I don't think we've done a pop-up card, but we have done a couple of we, the noise. We have done a po- one of our uh, Mother's Day cards from last cycle was uh, the Ferris wheel. Oh, there, was, there was a Ferris yes. wheel to Pharrell. That was yes. a pop-up card. And I agree, JJ, those were always kind of fun because sometimes those are put together in a fairly impressive way. Unlike yes. maybe this card, I guess we'll kind of decide. 
pretty soon. I guess the other one that I hated, because there's the Ferris wheel one that was, I, I was quite impressed by. I liked by. it. I thought it was good. But then there was the Happy Face Sticks that I wish, I think it deserves the landfill that it eventually goes Oh, that into. one, especially when it was paired with the other Ferris wheel card, that one just simply wasn't trying. Correct. Yes. No, there, that was a bad, if you knew that that was coming into town at the school fair, that was like Lisa Simpson compare, uh, what was her name, Allison, or the new girl who like just had a better yes. uh, diorama mm-hmm. than her. That was just night and day. Exactly. The Sue Ellen Mishki to your Elaine for, for JJ and our, our, our reigning champion Seinfeld trivia team. Ding dongs. These, these uh, two are it. so good at Seinfeld trivia that they have stumped the host multiple times. And did you ever end up using that bar credit? Because that was pre-COVID, as far as I remember. I did. Um, oh, no, nice. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Well, okay. We went. The thing is, it's it's never at the, it's not always no, at the I same know, yeah. bar. So the first two times, and the, so including the second time when you were with us, it was the same bar. But when we won that second time, they wrote, they were out of gift cards. So they just wrote on like a napkin, like, I do remember off. that. No one's going to accept this. And then, yeah, then the pandemic, it had been a couple of years. That napkin is long gone. But uh, for me, it's always been more about the glory and the ba- the bragging rights than about the half off drinks. You did. And I, I, I say this with no exaggeration. I was a bystander. I'm a very casual Seinfeld enjoyer. I did not have a, a leg to stand on or, or, or a pint to share with you uh, in regards to a pint full of knowledge. That That's a phrase that exists. Either way, I was watching these two ding dongs go through the trivia and everyone was just turning around at them for how many they got right. Cause you guys didn't miss a single or away from us. No, they were like turning around in awe, just like who knows that. And then, and again, like the MC also was like, Whoa, you guys got that right. Okay. Uh, like pivot men wanted to be us and, and women women also wanted to be us you know everyone wanted to be us at the time yeah it's funny too with seinfeld and i'm gonna now dig into that encyclopedic knowledge there is an episode where jerry does have a little trouble with greeting cards mm. it is the season six episode the pledge drive uh <laughs> and and it's like a, it's a subplot at best but basically he gets in trouble with his girlfriend of the week because she gave she gives him a card and when she goes to visit him, she finds it in the garbage and there's a whole thing about, you know, like how long was I supposed to hold on to this? And she's like, you know, I put a lot of thought into that. And he responds like, it's not like you, you wrote the poem or painted the painting on the front of it. You know, you, you said, thank you inside. That's all it was. And I think that's kind of a interesting, he does have stand up bit on the episode too, but I always get a kick out of that as well, where I like to write something in the cards that I give, but I, I like when people just write their name in a card because that's really, <laughs> that's, you might as well not write anything at that point. I, I, I'm really unhappy that the conceit of this podcast was already done 30 years ago by a TV show. That was just like, man, why did we even bother? I did. Um, no, that's 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 it. I'm just still mad about that. <laughs> Shall we round this off and go to the the final page, which is the uh, the back page? And it's uh, I don't think Dan, we've seen this one before. Tomato cards. Uh, I think I'm this trying is to remember we... if we have. I have seen this brand, and they are guilty of jokes like this because I have reviewed them. But I don't. I this might be a first for them on greetings. The tomato cards, which is a subs. Well, okay, so <laughs> we've got we got three things going on here. It's tomato cards. This is the very back ding dongs, and below it it says dcistudios.com. And then below that is Recycled Paper Greetings on Recycled Paper Since 1971, which I, if I remember correctly, don't quote me, I believe that is a, subs- a further subsidiary of American Greetings. So I believe at, the, mm. at its heart, this is an American Greetings card. Wow, a lot of layers there, like a company within a company within a company. I don't think that this industry needs to be this complicated. I feel like maybe you have the the, the indie studio like Tomato Cards or 
you know, uh, uh, butternut squash industries. And then you have whatever the main big boy is, like American Greetings or Hallmark or whatever one you're using at the time. Is it just like one of those things where you find out that an entire industry is all under one conglomerate and they just trick people with all these subsidiaries? Right, it's like finding out that uh, MGM owns like ninety percent of all the casinos yeah. in the world. Yeah, I but learned at that the same- along with the pig orgasm. I learned that today. Well, you know, a pig can orgasm in MGM any MGM casino for longer than they can inside of a, a farmyard. God, it sounds gross just to say it out loud. Why'd you guys like not stop me? It's like could have used that. The best thing, Dan, is when you expect us to stop you, and so I'm just gonna keep going, have you keep going and going. It's like it's like on whose line is in any way. When someone goes up and expects to get the buzzer, they're not going to get it because that is where you really have moments that of is pure mean. gold. That is just mean right there because now I've just talked about a, a pig orgasming twice on this stupid podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank God. You can't you, you sure can't have. unsay nope. it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I can't go back and edit it. It's too late. It's canon. Everyone knows Dan's already does a poor editing job. Now, I'm noticing this was four sixty nine, $4.69. Nice. Was it that on the nice? Was it that on the rack, JJ, or was it a little bit cheaper? Were they giving it at a discount? Yeah, admittedly, I did not check the price just because <sighs> I had no intention of purchasing <laughs> That's it. Fair. But yeah, you know, in terms of the the Dwayne Reed average price for a greeting card, it probably was around that much. I would say yes for Dwayne Reed. Like I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but this card is nowhere near that amount. This is a two dollar ninety nine card at best, in my opinion. Like based on what you've done to the image of the half faced pig, the no tail fart bubble in the back the absolute no work done in the middle which i don't think we need to spend any time on it's just like no effort johnny in the middle bobby do you disagree should this be the different price i feel like 2.99 is a fair yeah price. that seems reasonable but we don't live in a reasonable world thanks to uh you know those fat cats in washington you know this is the this is what's Ugh. in our our stores these days pork barrel greeting cards literally. i suspect they're called tomato cards because people throw tomatoes at them it's like one of those things where you go up if you were to tell these jokes at like a stand-up you would have people throwing like vegetables and stuff at you so i think that has to be the inspiration for that name yes if someone was doing this joke on stage, I would throw tomatoes on them. But would you would you pay a dime to watch a pig fart a a, a bubblegum balloon on stage? I sure would. I would if I was. Let's say it's the 1910s. The dust bowls coming quick. We're a couple of hay seeds with no shoes, and we've got but a shiny dime in our pockets and spirits in our eyes. And a carnival barker goes, "Would you three boys like to watch a pig fart bubble go?" We're like, "Yes, we would, Senator." And then we'd plot it in. Would we do that? I think I would do it. You actually now you mentioned. I think this is a very much like a county fair sort of thing. Where yeah. It's like come see the bubblegum farting pig. Yeah, this is up there and, with and a donkey you- knowing math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like just it's just a trick or something. Yeah, that that would all add up, I guess. <laughs> that would that would add up for a carnival time. So we've we've kind of declared that this is only good for carnival entertainment while still being animal cruelty. Yeah, let's, it's got let's a very not, defined uh, radius. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is a cruel thing to do. And that's why, you know, maybe we would go see it at a carnival back in those days. Definitely not now. But it's in our lives now as a card. And JJ, as a card... Where does it rank for you? If just to uh, clear it up for yourself in the ding dongs, we usually do a rating system on our fridges where you decide where it's going to be yes. on the fridge. You, of course, know. So where would this be for you? If I had to put it on the fridge, I would probably put it you know, towards the bottom of the fridge, maybe like sort of behind another card or two. Mm. Just you sort, like, sort of you're hiding, you're hiding. You stack them. It would it would share a magnet with another card Ooh. that would cover most of the uh, you know it, it would it would. Be okay. hidden behind another 
Bet much um, better card. I'm going to put your feet to the fire here. What kind of card is in front of it? Is it another birthday card? Is it a thank you for being a part of our wedding card? Is it like a Christmas card? What what are we what are we doing here? Well, like say because it is a birthday card. So assuming that you know usually get those in bunches, uh, it would just go behind like the much better. Yeah, I'm sure like you can't get a worse birthday card than this. I'm sure anything <laughs> You'd else would be beat surprised, this. So, honestly, uh, at some of the things we've seen. We, we've seen some doodles. Fair enough, but at, at least like this is an image I really want to be looking at too much. So Fair. yeah, if, as long as I get like a standard card that does not have something that is like unappetizing, I, it would go in front of that. Yeah, your your uh your your run of the mill cartoony birthday card would go in front of this. That's a really good point that you would need something because this is you're putting this on the fridge where food is, and you don't I don't like the idea of this image being where food is. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, isn't it also an option for you guys to like just not have it on the fridge at all? You can t- you can do whatever you want. I would either be hidden or would go in a drawer or it would just I don't want to say straight to the trash again. I I would feel guilty would, if I had I would hang on to it for a little while out of out of guilt. So you know it would just um. Maybe just maybe in a drawer. I would put it, put it at the bottom of a drawer. We we've had a couple right in the fire cards. You can go right in the drawer if you want. Is that where you want to declare it, or do you want it on the fridge for some time? I'll do I'll do right in the drawer. That's what okay. I would do. I would, yeah, right in the drawer. Seems fair for you, Mister O'Rourke. You know, it doesn't offend me necessarily, but it's a card that the more I look at it, the 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 more I realize how little is going on. So I think I'll put this on the fridge, but it is scraping the bottom of my uh, linoleum kitchen. So like, I think this card is making like a shushing sound every time I open the door. It's it's dragging its feet along the bottom. I will keep it because I think it's almost circling around to like so preposterous that I almost can't get rid of it. That's my ranking this time. Yeah, around. It's a, it, it is a unique card, to be fair. Yes, I don't see many like it, so I think that at least saves it from from the flames. This pig kind of demands your attention, so you're like, Indeed. all right, you, you, <laughs> that'll do, pig, that'll do. <laughs> you deserve it there. And you, uh, Dan, Dan Conroy, a co-host of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. Am I now? Well, I, I you know what? Apply yourself. We'll see what happens. I, I'm not good at it, uh, but, <laughs> but I appreciate being here, Bobby. And JJ. I, listen... There is something about the card on its level that is delightfully absurd, but I can't get over the fact that this pig scares me. I Maybe this is just me. I, I will totally just declare this is my own problem and I'll deal with it one day in therapy. But I, there is something about this pig that scares me. It's big ears. It's half face with the shark eyes. I, the fact that its face looks a little bit like Bob Newhart. I do not like this pig. I know that it comes to me with innocence, but unfortunately it leaves with me a tale of woe and sadness. And it can't help that this poor thing was fed bubblegum. So I mm. am going to follow suit with JJ that I will keep it in a drawer, but I am keeping it for a month because I don't like the idea of forgetting about this card. And then one I, moon cycle, one moon cycle. And then I go get my sealing wax to melt it, to write a letter to somebody about how great boats are. And then I look and there's that pig card, and I get a jump scare because there's this pig face. I, I don't know what it is with me and some sometimes pigs. I'll figure that out later. They're just, you got to admit, they're scary creatures. They can eat us, they can kill us, and they got big ears. So this card gets a month, and then it's going in the trash. I don't know, Dan. Like, I, I suspect you had to have been exposed to something you shouldn't have as a kid that traumatized you. Like, did you watch that movie, uh, what was it? Was it Red Dragon, the one where Gary Oldman gets eaten by a bunch of boars? Uh, that's pit? Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal. Okay. Yeah, that's the, yes. That I have. The Ridley Scott, Hannibal. Did, did you watch that as a child I, inadvertently? I did not. I did watch Red Dragon, and then about 20 minutes in, I was like, this is just Silence of the Lambs, isn't it? It's the same damn thing. 
And then I just kind of stopped watching after like an hour because I was like, we're going to get to the same conclusions. Um, I like Red Dragon, actually. It's very good. You had to have watched something, though, that scared you off of pigs. Like, um, you probably missed out. You probably missed out on Babe. Did you ever watch? No, Babe I, as I a did kid? watch Babe. I was I was huge on um on what's his name George uh the the oh god the director George C Scott. No, not George. <laughs> yes, George C Scott. George C Scott's Babe. No, um, oh god, he made Mad Max. George Miller. Oh, George Miller's yeah, George Babe. Miller. Yeah, I was a, I was a huge uh, gut bucket kid back when I was in my uh, early years. So I was like, well, I'll try this Babe thing, but I don't think it's going to be as good as uh, Road Warrior. Dan was like, Charlotte's Web, fuck right off. I got no truck. With I, I remember, like, I don't know, like when I was like a certain age, I watched like Felix Colgrave animations. I don't know if you ever saw him on YouTube. He's an interesting guy. He had a he had no. one, he had one where there were pig animations that scared me, but I, I'm trying to remember if there was one that. I'll have to dig dive deep into this later. I don't want to do it on a recording that's going to go on a podcast, but we'll do it later. JJ, I, I look forward to having you back on to discuss uh, Dan's trauma with swine. <laughs> I think this could be a real. I want to get to the root of this. Uh, you know, Princess <laughs> Mononoke has some pretty scary boars. Um, what else? Uh, there is a, there is a cute pig in Hey Arnold. There's I, there's, there's some. I, I'm going to mine all pig media. Okay. That there is, Homer, and I will. Homer Simpson definitely stole a pig when he was in college at uh, Springfield A and M, and he was doing the curly tail joke. That was one spider pig from the movie, as we all know from the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, JJ, I would be excited for you to go through all of media from because we're roughly the same age. I'd love for you to go through all of media that all three of us would have watched and uh, and, and pick out the ones, and then we can do the Dan's cry cast where I just sob about my fear fix. We'll get to the root cause of this, Dan. Oh, that'll that'll make me. Don't fun. you worry, sport. Don't worry, buddy. We'll get through. We'll get to the root of this. Just like how we got through the root of this card, and we did it with a friend of ours, JJ. We thank you so much for joining us here on the episode. This was so much fun. You made this card so worthwhile talking about. Thank you so much again. Obviously, you are the co-host with our friend Keith St. Lawrence on the amazing podcast, Take Us to the Pilot. They have an episode out right now, which is on the pilot of What We Do in the Shadows. Do not miss it. It is fantastic. It's really fun. I I, I listened to Thanks, that over guys. the weekend. It's great. Really appreciate the the shout out. I mean, I had a blast you know, joining you guys. I was excited for this. I, I was, I'm glad I finally found just the right card. To, to share with you guys and to talk about. So thanks for having me. Of course. I appreciate you like taking the time to be like, no, it's not ready yet. Like I really, you respected the process and, and we thank you for it. Got to find the right card. I'll say one more thing too, because talking this whole thing about greeting cards reminded me there was a time in the 2000s. I don't think people still do this where people had computer programs where you could make your own custom card and print it out. My dad had one of those. Like Microsoft Publisher? Yeah, like there was but there was a program specifically for making at home cards oh. instead of going out and buying them. You can make a custom thing. I don't think anyone does that anymore, but there was a brief time yeah. where like you could like, oh, here's like one that I made myself, but uh it was never as good as the ones you find in the store. Well, we've talked about, I, I think it definitely like we, Bobby and I have talked about our sort of like makeshift greeting cards we've made via like Microsoft Publisher. We've like done them on hand. Bobby, did you use like a software or did you make your cards like by hand fully, like long form? I, I when in the times that I have made my own cards, usually they're hand drawn because I'm not a gifted artist by hand, but I'm an even less gifted artist by clip art and by like uh, multimedia. So I, I chose the path of like least resistance when I was making this. I thought the funniest thing about the program, my dad had at least is that when you printed out the card you just print it on regular paper and it would come with these little dotted lines that would instruct you how to fold it 
into like a somewhat normal looking card. You know Although what? it was uh, this sounds familiar. That, that happened to me. That happens to me a bunch when I make a card because I always fold it the wrong way. Because my brain, I I I consider myself an, a fairly intelligent guy, but my Very brain is missing that that node where I could tell which way paper is going to fold <laughs> with a picture on it. Like so, I don't know why it just confuses me for time. JJ, you have to remember this software and send us the name so we if we can find like a rip for people to like be able to make their own greeting cards. Yeah, there has oh. got to be some nerd out there that has saved this or at least gotten a patch for it that you can use on modern computers please i'm playing dune 2000 right now on a it, it it's a pretty okay patch but the point i'm getting at is or mod is the word i'm looking for point is someone's got to have this software still find it and send it to us i feel like it's gonna just be a whole new level of of card content right one that is like i don't know uh beyond what the card companies had ever intended to be released we need to take the power from them look their creativity this card is proof of that pudding. Yes, you've made a pig fart. Congratulations. But the rest of the creativity is dead in the doornails. We need to get kids online, the smartest and most empathetic people. We need to get them to start making greeting cards. Take power. I agree. Take the power back. Take the power the back. cards belong to the people. Mix mix that with the AI art people are making nowadays. Ugh. As they said in uh, Jurassic Park, you know, you, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they never stopped to ask if they should. It's a good good note to end N- on. New- Newman zone. <laughs> Tell you what, it takes a village to make a couple of lonely people like us. Mm-hmm. Can you can you end this episode on the soundbite of Newman being attacked by that dinosaur? His the yell he gives, the classic Newman like. Ah! You know what? Because it's in this recording now. Yes, I will remember to do that. The Dilophosaurus. Yes, I kind of got off on getting copyright stuff, but I'm going to make an exception. I think the last thing we did was the BC52 singing Flintstones for the Flintstones. <laughs> JJ, for you, anything. For you, JJ. I appreciate it. Anything, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, cool. Well, definitely send that to me <laughs> so I can use it for the end. We usually like to do a little uh, secret thing at the end, a little epistle for the people who remember to stick around. All right. Going to get married. The rest of the lyrics I forgot. <laughs>